Jeff Grinnell is back. Youthology is the organization. Next Gen Faith is the book we're going to talk about today. We've been unpacking it over um, a series of conversations. 12 Spiritual Practices for Youth. Today we're going to focus on silence. Jeff, good morning. Welcome. Yes, good morning. Great to be back, Carmen. Um, I feel like one of the things that we um, that we have taught ourselves is that busyness equals production. Mm. And that is so far from the truth. And uh, I, I live in downtown Minneapolis. And when I take a walk downtown at lunch hour uh, and you see these executives walk out of their high rises in, with their gym bag on their shoulder or in their hand, headed to a, quote, working lunch or whatever, right? <laughs> I'm like, man, this pace, how, how, um, how have we convinced ourselves that busyness is production? And I feel like that kind of pace from parents in the home or youth leaders in the church have done the same thing for a generation of teenagers, called Gen Z, who now equate busyness with production. Like, if I'm going to get anything done, I can't rest. So that would be, you know, the, the, my first thought. The, the, the second thought, real quick, would be that if we take that rest, really, a Sabbath, as a command, it should change the way we look at it. It's not a suggestion. It's a command. Mm. When you um, when you said the word production, you know, I think that there was a point in time when we actually produced things. Now it's like we're just producing some sort of entertainment show for other people. And we cast sure. ourselves as the main character of that. Like we're not even really producing anything, most of us. Um, but we are acting as if our life is a production to be consumed um, by other people. And, and that kind of entertainment is also not, not play. And I want to get around to that part of the conversation as well when we talk about um, this topic, but let's take one step back and frame the conversation. Why, um, why are we encouraging um, the cultivation of these spiritual practices, not just for youth, but for all of us. Um, and and what are the inward disciplines, um, one of which is silence, but like, what are we talking about here? What are we talking about when we're talking about these spiritual practices writ large, and then specifically the inward disciplines? Yeah, I'm glad, we, I'm glad we're going to bring that up because I, I feel like the, everything is external. Um, Everything, all of our evaluation of someone is so external. It, it is so outward. And rarely, think about it, rarely do we look at uh, someone and say, uh, man, uh, they're mature, or man, that person comes across to me as humble, or man, that, that person is quiet. <laughs> uh, I, I, I feel like everything that we, we would say when we see someone is they're tall, they're short, they're blonde. 
they are um they're handsome so you, everything moves to a completely different evaluation in a narcissistic society that is nothing about character it's more about clothes right it's nothing about um it's nothing about the type or kind of person someone is it's about their label or title and, what, and, and so i feel like we need to put a greater value on our relationship you know i was talking to a teenager about this and they were like you know i sat at the lunch table and one of my friends complimented me on my haircut which made me feel great and then i thought and this is a very mature spiritually mature teenager and and then I thought to myself, I'm going to give them a compliment of their character, like an inward compliment. And so the person said, you know, I just really appreciate how well um, you do in school. Like you really impressed me with your um, uh, your study, you know, scholastic, et cetera, academics. And the person said, wow, no one's ever told me that. Mm. And this is a, this is a uh, 4.0 student who's a friend of this, this young man's. So it's really wild how easy it is to measure the outside, but to forget about the greater um, character in inward disciplines, you know, of someone's life. Mm, that is so good. I mean, I, I'm going to, I'm going to sort of write that on the mental cue card today. Like how can right. I compliment this other person on something I know about them in terms of their yeah. character, not not outward appearance or not, you know, how funny, you know, something that they did or said was, but like, how can I compliment them on what I see that the Holy Spirit is doing inside of them, even if that's not the language that I use? Great. That, yeah, yeah, that, so that, we talk about the teenagers, you know, and you, uh, you, you mentioned all of us, right? Adults too, whatever our age or stage in life, I think is how you said it. And I think that would be great for our marriages, for our coworkers, and for us to train our our families, to teach our families the importance of the inward life, right? Mm. Um, one of my sweet colleagues, um, her name is Angela, and she's got a couple of boys and they have both made professions of faith and were baptized this past Sunday. And as a part of that, in their worship service at their church, they, you know, stood up in front of the congregation and sort of claimed for themselves a passage of Scripture um, or a portion of Scripture. And um, one of her boys, like, I mean, he sermonized on it briefly. Um, you know, he's talking, he was talking about Psalm 35 and, and the way that, you know, Love God, that. right, the way God is the one doing battle for us, contending for us. Contending. Um, even, yeah, right? And I just thought, okay, Charlie is going to be marked by that passage of Scripture forever. And he stood mm -hmm. up and he laid claim to it publicly. And I want to, the next time I see him, I want to affirm that. Yes. I want to, I want to, so like now I want to memorize Psalm 35 so that the next time I see Charlie, I can tell Great. him how I, how I see it in him, right? And so I think oh. that, Right. I think that finding those ways to connect with I think that's one of our questions. Like we're like, how do I even connect with a teenager today? Like, I don't know. They live in a different like I feel like they're <laughs> spinning in a different world than I'm living in. But 
we are inhabiting the same space. And sometimes it's just a matter of me getting far enough off the stage and out of the spotlight that I can see them, that they can be themselves, that God can reveal the deep work he's doing in them. Like God's at work in these young people. And it is amazing. Oh my, yes. You know, uh, let me give you a quick illustration with what you just said. Um, Everywhere I go, I see great signs in this generation, great spiritual signs in this generation. You know, we've, we've heard the news, we've seen the university uh, prayer meetings, all of that. Now the summer came and now what's going to happen in the fall, right? Uh, We've seen it. If listen, if the church is in the hands of the young people that I see across this country, the church is in great hands. I want to encourage our listeners. Um, I don't see the, the, uh, they're defying Gen Z. And and let me just say this because we haven't seen the stats. Alpha Gen and younger Gen Z, because Gen Z is up into college now. Alpha Gen coming, which is the elementary kids behind junior high and high school kids. Alpha Gen and younger Gen Z are defying the statistics, the the spiritual statistics set against them. I I see it. So I want to bring that encouragement. Um, and one one way to, to show you that is I, I feel like if we could just bring out in a in a generation that positive inner core, you watch it's go, it will drive them to worship and resilience and silence and um, the Sabbath. It will drive them to it because they are moved by. Um, encouragement and gratitude, especially from from leaders who pull those things out of the, it will drive them to the, the inner discipline. Jeff Grinnell is with young people every single day. Um, and he wrote a book called Next Gen Faith, 12 Spiritual Practices for Youth. He's engaged in this ministry all the time. You can find it, Youthology. Um, let's talk about chapter 12, let, or chapter 11. Let's talk about silence. Um, why yeah. does it matter? What is it? How do we get it? Well, I, I love as as we left that uh, last segment. I, I love the statement you're saying. This is not just about youth; it's about you, right? And uh, I, I I've learned I've learned that because if we can get these spiritual disciplines into the home. That's where the change begins. And that, and, and I realize there are some teenagers leading their homes spiritually. But we, uh, for those parents that are listening, it will, it will be critical that you understand your role in the spiritual formation of your kids. It was uh, Ronald Reagan who said 40 years ago, if you want to fundamentally change a society, you must begin at the dinner table. And so these principles, you know, in the book, Next Gen Faith, are critical to gaining back the home because the problems that we have in America are not the government or progressive education like we think or social media. The problems that we have in America stem from the home. Right, Carmen? So when asking that question, let me let me make let me make a statement. Rest is spiritual. (laughs) we don't usually think that way uh usually we think rest um 
rest is anti-productive, right? If I'm going to be anything in life, I have to be busy because busyness equals production. But I, I really want to change that narrative and make the statement that rest is spiritual. And when we th- just think of that phrase, it it's rejuvenating, it's transformative. It is, it's regeneration. Because I think sometimes we forget that we are rechargeable. We are just like batteries, rechargeable batteries. We, uh, we can be recharged, but we run out, right? It's like, I, I tell young people, uh, the illustrations in the book, when you start driving, one of the first things you're going to learn is how valuable and important gas stations are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, unless, uh, unless you're driving your parents' car and using their gas, right? Um, that, that's, that's, a, that's a reality. But the, the recharging that comes from rest, and spiritual formation is transformative. Well, and we're so, I mean, we're so crazy. I mean, we even want to know how fast can we recharge? Like we want a fast jack recharge. Correct. We don't want no Correct. slow recharge. Like how can I, how can I maximize my recharge? Like, and so when, when we're talking about silence, when we're talking about rest, when we're talking about Sabbath, we are talking about this image in Psalm 4610 um, which is yeah. translated variously, be still and know that I am God. I like the translation that's uh, in the NASB that says, cease striving and Correct. know that I am God. This, this, this rest is a, is a resting in the Lord. It's, a, it's yeah. allowing God to do his work. Um, it's recognizing that I am not the source of the living water. I am not the source of the love. I am not the source of the grace. I am not the source. I'm not the source of any of it. He is. Yeah. And yeah. I got to go to the love well if I'm going to love well. Yes. You know, I love that look at Psalm 46. The The other text that we're familiar with is those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. Mm, and that good. word wait, that word wait is a great um, there's a great set of articles on that, on, on, on the reality of what, what weight means. And it's almost as if we are a waiter serving the Lord, doing right, uh, being about the Father's business. The, uh, the idea is that there are things we can do to wait. <laughs> like, okay, here's one that, that I ta- talk about in the book, and that is a play deprivation. Um, just think about that term, a play deprivation. We don't play well today. We don't, um, we don't rejuvenate well through total health, total wellness. And uh, the things as simple as playing a game and what it does for us, things like uh, here's a, a set of questions for our for our listeners. When is the last time you played with an object such as a ball, a squeeze toy, um, a, a jump rope, right, a stuffed animal? Uh, how do you relieve tension or stress from your life? When is the last time you sweat from an activity? When's the last time you took the stairs instead of the the elevator or the escalator, right? Um, when's the last time you stepped over the crack, 
so you wouldn't break your mother's back, <laughs> right? Those little things, just going for a walk. So I feel like total wellness, really, it, it would whole health, right? As, as we talk about, would be um, gained just through this changing, this lack of this play deprivation. Mm, that's so good. Um, all right. Well, I uh, I built a fairyland with my nine year old granddaughter uh, over the weekend, um, and so I can tell that you counts. that um, the mushrooms and the moss and the sticks, um, yeah, there's a lot going on in her little heart and mind. Um, and if you get down there long enough, um, that you're doing something together that is imaginative play, um, and is is joy yep. sharing. You do you do get an opportunity then to hear what's in their heart, um, and, and then no. yeah, what's on their minds and all of that. So it's so good. It's just so good. That's a great, that's a great illustration, Carmen. Quickly, um, there are side effects if we're not doing, if we're not playing, mm-hmm. and those side effects are as simple as simple as no laughter or joy, right, or as great as a loss of desire to live. Like you, I look at that spectrum. There, those these stressors like um, anger, loss of creativity, no confidence, health issues, um, complaining, right? All of these kind the negative attitude. Those stressors can become fatal if we're not careful. So I like to tell young people all the time: um, if you're not playing, right? If you are not playing in your life, that is a fatal mistake. So how can we? change that with some of these questions I asked, right? Is the simple as how often do you run? How, when's the last time you jumped? When's the last time you laughed so hard you cried? So we've got to return to some of these things with that principle rest is spiritual. It's so good. All right. We're completely out of time, but we have loved our conversation. <laughs> 